podcast, and I want to welcome you to Foundation Friday number two. Last week, we started our Foundation Friday series, where on Fridays, we're going to talk about foundations of building a program, and we're kind of starting from scratch. Uh, Last week, we talked about the first team meeting that you have with your new team, and when we say new team, like we talked about last week, this could be your team uh, if you're a returning coach, if you've been there for three, four, five, ten, twenty years, that's a new team every year. So uh, last week was all about your first team meeting. Uh, this week we're going to talk about your the second step in building the foundation of your program for your new team, which is your coaching staff meeting. And I know we're getting to the point of the season where a lot of coach a lot of coaching staffs are sitting around and and talking and getting prepared for the season. But I'm also talking about let's say you take over in the spring. I think it's important not only to have a fall coaching staff meeting and a really good sit down but it's also really important in the spring to go into the summer so you're not wasting any of that valuable time. You know, Coach Tiverti talked about compound interest, and you need to make every second count that you can within your program. So as you start to build your program and you start to build your team, uh, you're going to sit down and you're going to talk with your coaches. And I just want to hit a few highlights of some things that I think that are important to talk about within these coaches' meetings. I think first and foremost, you've got to make sure that everybody is all in. Um, it's hard. It's a hard job. It's a hard job with what we do, coaches. Uh, but you got to make sure that everybody is all in with everything that you're going to ask of them and what you expect of them. I think it's important that you don't sugarcoat anything. I think it's okay that if somebody says, you know, coach, I don't know if I'm all in. Hey, that's great. I appreciate your honesty. But if you're not all in, I need to find somebody who is all in. Maybe they disagree with you. Maybe you're taking over a new program and you got the job over somebody else. You need to find out if that person's going to be okay with that. you got to make sure that they're all in with this, all right? I think it's important that you make it very clear to your coaches right away, early. I want to hear your ideas. You will always have a voice. And I think an important phrase that you, you, you can use is, I will always listen to your ideas. I will always listen to your ideas. I'm not always going to agree with your ideas, but I'm always going to listen to your ideas. And I think... As assistant coaches, assistant coaches want to be heard. They want to feel as if they are valuable within the program. And I think you need to make that clear very early. I think it's important as you start to form your staff, uh, if you are in a system uh, where you have a middle school program, if you're in a public school system, that not only do you talk to your high school assistants, I think you bring in your middle school assistants along with this. If you have elementary school teams, bring those coaches in. They want to belong. They want to be together. They could very well have some good ideas for you to to, to help implement into the program as a whole. You need to have uh, as many different perspectives as you can. Um, we may think as varsity coaches, let's say let's say you're a varsity coach, you have a good idea for the overall good of the program, but the guy or gal that's taking care of your fifth grade program, they say, you know, coach, that's a great idea, but that doesn't really work at our level. Here's what does work at our level. And I think the only way you're going to hear those ideas is if you invite those ideas in, all right? I think it's important that you create a contagious energy. Um, you need to tell your coaches. You need to make your communication two things. You need to make it short. You need to make it transferable. 
you know, seven second corrections is what Coach Patino often said. You know, no no player wants to stop in the middle of practice and have a three minute soliloquy about boxing out. You need to tell your assistant coaches. Communication needs to be short and transferable. It's important that assistant coaches focus on teaching and focus on improvement. Uh, we are not going to focus on things like the fear of losing. We're going to teach, we're going to improve, we're going to make our communication short and transferable, and we're going to make sure that everybody is on the same page with that. I think it's important that you also specifically line out the, the roles of your assistants. I, I know one thing, uh, if slash when I get back into uh heading up a program at some point, I'm going to do a much better job of defining my roles for my assistant coaches and also making sure that they they uh, take pride, or not take pride, but that they have something that they can own and they can run with it, and I can leave that to them. Um, I think that it's important as you're talking with your staff, you do something called a needs assessment. Uh, Don Meyer talked all the time about doing a needs assessment every year. What do we need? And this can be from everything from facilities to extra colored jerseys to cones. Uh, do we need to get a music speaker? You know, kids love to have music playing in the background while we're practicing these days. Uh, that's something that's different from a lot of our experiences as players. That's a real modern thing. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Posters. Uh, what do we need to do? Social media basketballs, uh, any any type of those things, anything that has to do with a program and the running of a program, you need to do a needs assessment and what do we need? Not what we want, but what do we need? Once our needs are taken care of, then we start taking care of the wants. How do we take care of the wants? I think the next thing you talk about with your coaches is fundraising. Are there people that are willing to donate their time, talent, or treasure to the program? Um, who do we need to contact with? It's important that you brand your program, that you have stuff to give away. If you have, if you run a summer camp and you have 50, let's say you have 50 kids signed up for the summer camp, buy 70 t-shirts so that a kid comes and checks something out. Hey, here's a, here's a free t-shirt. Here's something to have here. Um, you know, things like that I think are vitally, vitally important. Kids like nice things. And it's important that we have those things available. And something as simple as a t-shirt or a cheap pair of practice shorts go a long way to buy equity with, with kids and their families. Um, I think it's important that you talk to your coaches about who do we need to have buy-in from. Are there certain parents that we need to talk to? Or is there certain players, you know, who are the influential players? Who are going to be uh, the influences on the team, not necessarily the leaders of the team. You want those leaders and you hope that those leaders are are all good leaders. But if you've done this for any amount of time, you know that players of influence can use their influence for good and they can use it for, for not so good in a, in a negative way. So I think that's important to talk about. I think it's important to talk about the faculty and, and who is supportive of your program, how you can get the faculty involved with your program. I think it's important that you talk about your administration and are there people that uh, you need to get to buy into your program as administrators. Um, 
I think it's important, especially in our day, modern social media world, that you give uh, assistant coaches responsibilities in the sense of like social media responsibilities. Um, send out one positive tweet about the program every day. It, it takes two minutes. You know, how, if your coach doesn't have a Twitter account, have them get a Twitter account or an Instagram or whatever it may be. Take two minutes and send out one positive thing about the program every day. Try to come up with a hashtag that is unique to your program uh, to get kids to buy in, to get them to follow what you're doing. Uh, simple things, a positive handwritten note, um, whether that's to a player whether that's to a faculty member, whether that's to an administrator, whether it's to uh, a, a member of the community, that you appreciate that. Try to send out one handwritten note a week um, just to let people know your appreciation. Um, I, I think that's something that is um, va uh, vastly undervalued in today's uh, society, but it means a lot to people, all right? I think it's important that you tell your staff that as we do all of these things, we need to have, and this is something that came from Matt Campbell at Iowa State, the football coach at Iowa State University. He talked about an elite attention to detail. And a lot of times we think of that when we're, when we're thinking of, you know, let's make sure this drill runs the way we want it to. Yeah, and that's important. I'm not saying that that's important, but let's say you do uh, say, tell your coaches, Hey, I want you to send out one positive tweet every day about the program. Well, you know what? When you send out that tweet, make sure you reread it so there's no grammatical errors or that it makes sense. Um, things like that. When you write that handwritten note, are all the words spelled correctly? Um, when we rack up our basketballs, do we have every basketball racked up at the end of practice? If we tell our kids to have their shirts tucked in at the beginning of practice every day, doggone it, you need to make sure that those kids have those shirts tucked in. Have that elite attention to detail. I think that's a great phrase from Matt Campbell, the football coach at Iowa State University. I think the most important thing when you're talking to your staff is you need to make sure that this is fun, that, that we are having fun, that we want to have fun. We need to let the kids know that we have fun together, that there's a genuine camaraderie between us as a coaching staff, uh, that there's, there's, there's three relationships on a team, player to coach, player to player, coach to coach. And there needs to be a mutual respect and admiration between all three of those groups. Uh, kids are going to pick up on it. Coaches, believe it or not, if if you're having a personal conflict with one of the members of your staff, the players are going to know it. Um, they're going to know it, and, and those conflicts are going to happen. You need to address it. You need to address it head on. You need to move forward, and you need to move forward quickly with it when those things do happen. You can't let it simmer, and you got to make sure that you're open and honest with your communication, and you need to let your players know uh, we talked last week, uh, bad teams don't like each other. Good teams like each other. Great teams love each other. I think that's the same thing with coaching staffs. Uh, when, when the team is struggling, uh, usually, you know, the coaches are upset with each other, but on great teams, the coaches love each other. We talk about the players loving each other. I think it's important that the coaches have a genuine affection and camaraderie and friendship and love for one another as well. I also think the last thing you do once you get all of these baselines set, it's important that you evaluate all your players. 
I think that you sit down and you take a look at your players and, and here's some things that um, I would rate players on. Daily positive energy, competitiveness, toughness, appreciation of the program. How disciplined are they? How much grit do they have or stick to Leadership, love of the game, great teammate. You know, who the shooters are, who the, the, the rebounders are. That's, that's going to sort itself out, but I, I think it's important that you also talk about these intangibles, especially as you take over a program, uh, so that you have a good idea, a good feel for, for who these kids are and, and what, they, what they can bring to the table. Um, these are just some ideas I have. Uh, this is your coaches meeting. Like I said, after you have that first team meeting, I think it's important that you have uh, this coaches meeting and, and make sure everybody's clear and everybody's on the same page as as you progress with the development of your program going into your next season there. So this has been Marty Plum, the, coast, uh, the host of A Pen and a Napkin podcast. Follow us on Twitter at A Pen and a Napkin. If you have any questions or any suggestions, email us at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Uh, download, rate, review, give us five stars on iTunes. That'd be great. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. Have a great evening. And we'll talk to you soon.